All right, golfers, welcome back to the New Nine Golf Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest, and it's someone I'm super excited to talk to because it's our first um, rep, it's our first employee through a manufacturer. A good friend of ours at Golf Tech, Josh Fleming, hooked us up with our guest today. He is the Greengrass Manager at Callaway Golf, Mr. Josh Brunner. Josh, welcome to the New Nine Golf Podcast. Thanks, Brandon. Uh, good seeing you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad we were able to get you on camera, you know, and you threw me for a loop and he said, hold on, let me just uh, put a shirt on and I'll come up on camera. I thought that was, <laughs> that's so fitting for the COVID world that we live in and working from home in pajama pants or a dress shirt on top that it's, uh, we're on the same playing field when it comes to uh, the home office. Yeah, you know what, uh, different environment for sure. And I'm always one for, you know, the, the golf shirt and, and steamed, uh, you know, golf pants. I was a golf pro for five years, so. Uh, I know all that matters where, yeah, you get pretty comfortable working at home in shorts and then t-shirts and uh, pretty lax, but definitely miss, miss being out there for sure. I hear you. So where are you in Toronto or whereabouts are we getting you right now? Yeah, just um, right in Toronto, um, kind of right in, the, right in the middle of it, just about a half an hour from the office. So um, been pretty tough, you know, living in the city, living in a, uh, in a busy neighborhood during the pandemic and um, you know, grateful for any outdoor space that we can get into, but, um, yeah, right, right in Toronto. For our listeners that don't know, or maybe some of the American listeners right now, Ontario, or is it all Ontario that golf is illegal? <laughs> I guess you can say that it's illegal. Um, yeah, right now, um, you cannot golf, um, at a golf course in Ontario, unfortunately. It's crazy. It's, it's, blows my mind that you know COVID aside just that the rest of the world golf you can go golf with a cohort or family member or there's rules yep. in place that you know last year it was proven that it is a safe sport it doesn't you know contract COVID and now here's Ontario kind of on their own island uh, not allowing golf. Yeah I mean it's it's been unfortunate I guess you know look back at last year when when golf um, was part of I think majority of provinces kind of phase one reopening right and um, the governing bodies, PGA of Canada, all the parties involved, all the stakeholders did, I thought, such a great job at allowing us to golf and then putting in all of these new policies and procedures uh, to make it safe. And I think in Ontario specifically, we had 20 million rounds last year, not one case, um, you know, from going and playing golf. And you're right, golf is, last year really proved to us as a company, um, but just us as golfers that, um, you know, golf is really important. Being able to get outside, it's almost naturally distance, right? I'll take the left side, you take the right, we'll, we'll meet up at the green. Um, but putting rules in place, like hang out in your car uh, up until 10 minutes before your tee off time at first, golfers were maybe a little bit, well, hey, I want to go putt. But eventually, as we got used to it, um, we were just grateful that we could golf. So it's been tough, been tough this spring. I mean, we, we were here in Ontario open for maybe two or three weeks. Um, cases were increasing at a pretty alarming rate, maybe, you know, 10%, I think from a week or two there, I was getting pretty scared. And again, being in Toronto, being in the core of it, where uh, case count was pretty high. Um, so kind of understood that and the, and the, the um, new rules they put in place. But, you know, you look at golf, um, being outside, um, the importance on mental health, getting the fresh air. I mean, in the city, a lot of people are stuck in apartments and condos and now with the, with the temperatures being you know more more seasonal and uh, more enjoyable, it's it's been tough not to be able to go out and, and play golf. And, and again, I know that um, 
Golf Ontario, Golf Canada, we, you know, PGF Canada, all the pros, we've really been pushing for them to be able to operate and, you know, get everyone back to work. Well, let's dive a little bit into your business. So you are uh, the Greengrass Manager at Callaway Golf. Give me a little uh, idea about what you do for Callaway. Yeah, so Greengrass being all of our golf courses, all of our facilities and partners across Canada. So my main role is to, is to manage all of our sales and marketing efforts at the Greengrass level. So whether that be all of our staff, professionals, you know, brand ambassadors at facilities across the country, managing that program, um, you know, our custom fitting program in, in Canada, our field field marketing representatives, our, our custom fitters, our Callaway custom fitters across the country. Also work with a lot of our PGA zones. So all of our sponsorships with our zones and, and pro-ams, they actually host a couple of our own uh, programs that we put on haven't for the last couple of years because of COVID and travel restrictions. Um, but yeah, basically everything um, that we're involved in at the green grass level or the golf course level, um, I play a little part in, in, in all of it. And have you guys noticed in business a big influx in golf uh, equipment sales and that type of stuff? Like is, is, is your business booming the way I think golf is booming? I think it's pretty well in line. Yeah. Um, you know, March, April last year uh, was, was pretty scary, but I think it was scary for everyone, right? And it doesn't matter what business you're, you're, you're from, but um, in every industry, it was just the unknown, right? We just didn't know what the next week looked like, what the next month. It was all about trying to set ourselves up to, to survive through this pandemic. But again, as we talked about earlier, as golf courses opened up and, and people, once they learned that, hey, I can't take a vacation this year or my, my um, softball league got canceled, I used to golf, maybe I'll get back into it. Oh, my buddy Jim golfs. So what we saw May, June, July, as, as people were getting more comfortable you know, going to play, getting fit. Um, we saw a huge demand spike for, you know, your junior sets, your, your package sets, your kind of beginner intermediate sets. Even our big Bertha lineup that we came out um, towards the fall of last year was more geared towards the beginner golfer. But we saw demand for that product just, just spike as soon as it was announced. So, yeah, our, our, our business, um, again, it was tough there for a couple months, really not knowing what was what was going to happen. But um, along with golf, it's, it's, it's really done well over the last, you know, 10, 12 months. That's good to hear. Um, how did you get into the golf industry? Um, well, I guess my first job was high school, um, washing clubs and, and washing golf carts. That's how I got in. I think typical for a lot of golfers, uh, in, you know, at, at a young age, but at a local resort, I'm from a, a small, very small town, two hours north of Toronto. Um, but yeah, I got a job in the summers just washing carts and, and clubs. Um, eventually worked my way into the pro shop and got to know some of the pros um, at, the, at the course and thought this was pretty cool. Maybe I could give this a go. Ended up turning professional in 2011 um, as a member of the PGF Canada um, and then did that for five years. And then, yeah, I've been with Callaway um, for the last three. So um, I think I've been in the golf industry for well over 10, 15 years. It's been, been awesome. That's good to hear. I know a lot of people in the golf industry don't get a golf a lot. All right, do you get a golf more now that you're with Callaway than you did as a professional? Um, yeah, maybe a little bit. One thing I do miss is, is being at the club and working, let's say, a, an eight to five shift or, or even six to six all day if there's an event. A lot of times you just grab a cart and, and go find a few empty holes and, and play for a half hour or an hour or whatever you want, right? And that's 
that's one part of golf I like, or and I still do like, but just the ability to go out and just have fun. And it doesn't have to be, you know, Saturday morning at 7 a.m. with, with three of your guys um, with a lot of stress and, and maybe some money on the line. But um, I did that more often, just the ability to go to the range for half an hour and just hit shots or walk onto the putting green. Um, don't do that quite often, but um, I'd say now play a lot with work. Obviously, a lot of travel that we do. Um, uh, we have a family cottage, uh, again, just north of the city, and I, I play at our little nine-hole cottage course every now and then just with the family. But um, about maybe a dozen full 18-hole rounds a year Saturday morning uh, with the college buddies. I, I still try and uh, still try and get get in every year. So, Are you keeping a handicap, or what kind of golfer are you, are you playing to? Um, haven't been able to post this year. Unfortunately, with the lockdown, I think last year I was at a 5.5. Um, probably lower than I should be. Um, what kind of golfer, you know, growing up, um, playing my, my mom again, small town, she'd make a few trips into the, into the bigger town, um, twice a week. And she dropped me off at the, at the golf course. And I, I wouldn't play when I was at the range, um, for about an hour, a couple of buckets of balls, but I'd spend one or two hours at the putting green. And it was this big putting green, uh, practice green, uh, actually, five tiers, six tiers, and I would just throw a couple of balls down and pick a hole and, you know, take a few chips and, and go put it out. And I would do that for hours. And I did that for years. And even around our, our house growing up, um, you know, we had some some extra land there where I could take a lob wedge. My parents trusted me enough to take a lob wedge and, and chip around. But I can spend hours and, and days around greens. I, I think, you know, that's a, a big part of the game is, is the creativity and, and the finesse I'm not a long ball hitter um but yeah what type of golfer am i i think just creative right try and keep the big numbers out of the bag don't make a ton of birdies but if i can if i can break 80 all summer long i'm i'm more than happy it's funny that you mentioned spending hours and hours at a practice green that's what i would assume a former professional to tell me that golf is you make up so many strokes in and around the green that I think a lot of guys spend so much time on the driving range, hitting a million drivers, trying to hit a draw or hit it further that all of that score is made up around the green. So if there's any like double digit handicap guys listening, you heard it here from Josh to go spend a ton of time at the practice green because that's where you're going to get to, to become a better golfer. Yeah. I think it's important to, to spend the time at the range um, you know, dial in your swing, make sure your clubs are dialed in, get your yardages. Um, you know, if, if it's before the round, no, we're, you know, before the round, it's more warm up, right? Let's get warmed up. Um, it's not really time to practice. It's let's get warmed up. So, you know, you can see where the ball is moving. You can get, you know, comfortable with that. But yeah, a lot of people, you know, I bet you listeners, um, if you go to your local driving range the next couple of days and you drive past the putting green, you might have one or two golfers on the putting green practice area. You're going to have a full, full range again, important, but you got to spend time on the, on the short, um, you know, with Callaway being able to, to go to events and, and see Roger Cleveland and Sean Toulon talk about the importance of it. And um, just to hear stories from them and guys on tour, um, huge, huge emphasis on, on short game. There's a lot of ways to, to get close to the hole. You can, you can drive it left and drive it right. You can, you can hit it high, but it's about how you get, you know, in the green and eliminating those double bogeys, triple bogeys that'll help you score, you know, immensely. 
You wrote up uh, the PGA Tour and some pretty big names that you dropped. What's kind of your experience been? Have you had an experience in dealing with any PGA Tour guys going to PGA Tour events? What's uh, what's your experience there? Um, yeah, I had a lot of experience um, in, a, in a prior in a prior job, but with Callaway, had one good experience with um, Adam Hadwin. So I believe it was 2018 when I came uh, when I joined the team. We, we we started this online social promotion along with PGA of Canada um, called Patronize Your PGA Professional. So it was a social media play for consumers to um, post a picture of any product, any calorie product they buy at a green grass facility at a pro shop and to tag their pro, tag their facility and, and hashtag Patronize Your PGA Professional. We have weekly and, and monthly draws for, for equipment um, and, and other prizes, but um, when you post, you're entered into the main draw for, at the end of the year, opportunity to play with Adam Hadwin. So yourself, your host professional, and, and a buddy, right, or, or a partner. Um, 2019, we started sponsoring the PGA of Canada Head Professional Championship, um, hosted by the Wigwam down in Phoenix, Arizona. Adam happens to live in Scott. Adam Hadwin happens to live in Scottsdale, down the road. So it actually all worked out, and, and the, the group from um, Whitlock Golf Club in Montreal were winners in 2019. And you know they they came down and, and met up with Adam at the golf course and played 18 holes with him. Um, loved it. Uh, <laughs> I think the, the the professional Greg um, Kajal, actually one of our staffers from Whitlock, um, was in the group, and I think he had it. Uh, he was beating Adam by a shot or two after nine, and then Come Adam, on. Just, Adam just you know lit it up and I think went through four birdies in a row, <laughs> you know, just so we didn't get beat by a club from Greg is a good player for sure. Um, but yeah, it was cool to see him interact with the guys. I know Adam, uh, I've known Adam for a few years now and he's just a laid back guy. Um, you know, he, he's not all about the fame. He's, he loves golf. Um, and even after he played with that foursome again, uh, head pro championship, uh, PGF Canada was going on at the same time. And he hung around the patio and, a lot of pros from from BC came down for the tournament, and he knew a lot of them. So he just hung around and had a couple of beers. And you know, usually after a player engagement, they're they're kind of looking at their watch and looking at you, and you're calling up the the car. But he just you know put his feet up and hung out, and it was like he was just a normal guy, in, in which they they are, they, they all are. They're just normal guys who who love golf and love to compete um, and love to win. That's cool to hear. It's always good. You know, I'm always scared to meet my heroes or my golf idols because you put them in such a spotlight and chances are they'll almost always let you down based on the pedestal that you put them on. Right. But it's good to hear that uh, Adam is a, is a good guy and especially with his, uh, his fellow Canadian pros. Right. Exactly. Have you had a chance to go to any like us events in the past, like maybe uh, pre COVID? Um, you know what, just the uh, RBC heritage for, for a couple of years. Um, good event, right? Milton had Harbor Towns, a, a fun little golf course. Again, kind of my type of golf course. Not that I'm a shot maker, but just <laughs> and, and not so much the long ball, right? Um, but no, I've got a few in the bucket list. Um, Masters for sure. Um, this week looks pretty cool. PGA Championship. Um, that course looks awesome. Um, played around in the U.S. quite a bit um, for work, but, but yeah, I've yet to go to a you know a, a grander scale. Tour well, how do we how do we make that happen? I assume you got a couple of connections you can make a phone call to to say, hey, give me a couple of those uh, passes for Saturday, Sunday at Augusta. Yeah, yeah. Let me just text the uh, you know the first name. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I think down the road for sure. Um, obviously, high demand. I think I've started signing up for the uh, you know the lottery. Um, I've had one opportunity to go was while I was in the university. It just had I had to have an exam that week or something. Brutal. <laughs> it me to go down, and, and I kind of regret that <laughs> looking back at it. But still, plenty of time to to, to head down for sure. I was gonna I was gonna t- talk to you a little bit about. Uh, the clubs that Callaway's put together uh, for this year. We review stuff on our YouTube channel. We've done kind of some head-to-head comparisons or just trying out new stuff from a consumer uh, perspective. And I'm not just saying this because you're on the show from Callaway, but like Callaway has blown my expectations out of the water. And that's not to say anything about their previous stuff. Is I think a lot of golfers have bias to certain clubs that they'll play, right? And I think in, in this year, and it's been so eye-opening doing these um, experiments with hitting clubs, that the Callaway lineup is like, it's legit, like some of the best clubs I've hit in my life, like specifically like the Apex Pros. I was blown away yeah. by those by those irons. Um, what's kind of Callaway doing? Are they doing anything differently? I imagine the manufacturing world is such a competitive market and, and it, there's so much technology behind it. Can you give us a little insight behind some of the technology that uh, Callaway has released this year? Yeah, I think one of the biggest, you know, themes and the, and the biggest, you know, next step that we've done in the last three, four years, um, three years really is, is a jump in uh, in using AI, artificial intelligence technology. So, you know, when I say that, people are like, "What do you What do you mean the stuff that's in Tesla to drive you around, or you know, the robots, or you know, on the movies?" And it's it's similar to how, um, yes, Tesla and and how it'll kind of read, you know, the streets and traffic and kind of figure out the best way to your direction using Google Maps. Netflix, it'll read what you've been watching and, and what you are not watching, and what do you watching over again and kind of start suggest things, right? Based on the inputs. Um, how we've used AI in golf is, you know, prior to using AI and making golf products um, is let's say a driver, for example, and we first brought out AI uh, with our flash driver in 2019 Epic Flash. Um, but before using AI, we we develop, a, let's say a face of a driver, for example, and we'd use all of the, the CADs and, and computer software programs that were pretty typical and you can find it in any other, you know, kind of, um, you know, design process, but we'd make three or four faces and we can kind of get a pretty good idea of what's going to work based on the materials used, make three or four faces and then go test them out and say, well, this is the one based on a robot testing and player testing. Well, what we've been able to do with AI and our drivers, um, and now it's, we're seeing it into our other, you know, irons and, and, and hybrids, but um, it can create um, a driver with AI, a driver face specifically, we can start off with a boring, you know, no curvature to the face behind it, take one hit, the computer can say, well, that, that was okay. But the computer can now take a tweak to that face, take a second hit and say, well, that was a bit better. And then now let's change this part of the face. Oh, that one wasn't so good, let's go back. Basically, it can go through all of these iterations um, we can say, hey, we want ball speed, low spin, um, and consistency. The computer will say, AI will say, okay, I got it. Let me just work on a few more faces. Our Epic Flash driver went through about, you know, 15,000 faces before <laughs> we got to the one. And the computer just said, hey, I can't make anything better. This is the best one, given what you told me about ball speed and ball flight laws and, and, and physics and everything else. This is the best face. And 
we took a look at it and it was the opposite. Our engineers would have never thought to do something like that. Usually it's it's a thin center and hollow and, and a little bit thicker around that center. But this face on the back had waves everywhere. It was thin here, thick here. Like looking at it face value, you would not, you would never guess why, you know, certain parts were, were put here. But the computer said, hey, given your, your materials, um, you know, the outputs we need, this is the best face that we can make. So now we've put that into not only drivers, uh, fairy woods, uh, and then do irons as well. Apex irons were actually made with AI faces. So the AI has been a pretty big push and, and we're fairly certain that we're the only company to make a consumer product using AI. Again, there's AI out there and more in software, but in terms of making you know, a phone or, or a consumer product, we are so certain that we're the only one, only company out there using AI to make that product. So that's been our, our latest push. And I mean, the, the benefits are just amazing. It's incredible. Like, uh, I, yeah, one of those guys that for so many years have been so biased to certain clubs and, and being able to hit the new Callaway lineup. Like I stand behind it big time and we have no affiliation, but the, the product is so legit that if you're in the market to buy stuff, at least hit it or compare it to the other stuff out there because it uh, like, yeah, like especially those, uh, the apex pros, man, I've, I've been dreaming of them ever since, uh, <laughs> since we did our review. That's for sure. Well, yeah, and Apex Pro is a funny one because we we started that players, we call it the players distance iron, right? So it's an iron that is forgiving. It's going to give you high ball speeds, um, but looking down at it, it looks like a player's iron. It's not a blade. It's not a cat forged cavity back. Uh, it is forged, but it's got, it's packed with a ton of technology. Uh, but for someone like me who, you know, I'm, I can, I can hit it pretty well, but I'm not that consistent. You know, I need a little bit of forgiveness and, and maybe some more distance. Um, but it, looking down at it, it fits my eye. It's, it does exactly what I wanted to do in, in, in terms of, you know, flight and, and workability. Um, but that, that Apex Iron, Apex Pro, they, they really were, you know, the leaders in that, in that category of irons. Um, and it's been, uh, you know, so far with, with four or five months under its belt, um, performing very, very well out in the field. Do you see a transition in professional golfers going from a traditional blade, like say the MB now switching into a player's distance iron, or I just, I have a, so many conversations with people that say, should I hit blades? I'm like, dude, you like a 15 cap, <laughs> like your miss hit yeah. is so wide versus, you know, a, a, a touring pro that would be playing that. So I'm just interested from a Callaway perspective, are guys switching from the MB to like the apex pro? Yeah, I think every I think every year you're seeing less and less blades on tour. Um, I mean, there's only so much you can do with a blade, but our, our Apex MB that we introduced last fall, uh, it has a weight port right behind, um, you know, the, the, the center of the club that lets you better fine tune um, the weight of that head for swim weight purposes. And it's right behind um, where you make impact. So just, you know, um, increase or decrease the weight. It, it doesn't really have too much effect on that center of gravity. Um, you can better precise that seat, better um, locate that CG with that plug. So there's some room for MBs to develop, but I mean, tour pros, they don't want to struggle out there. They've got enough to struggle with, um, you know, playing in front of the crowds and, and all, the, all the stress. They want to know that, hey, if I miss it by a hair, which they do sometimes, golf pros aren't perfect all the time. They just aren't as bad as us, right? We're just worse golfers. Um, you know, they, they're really benefiting in, from some of these clubs like the Apex Pro 
that still looks appealing to them, um, to their eye, because that's important for them. Um, but they're giving the same, you know, ball flight characteristics as, as an MB. So definitely over the last two years, you are seeing less and less blades um, in PGA Tour players' bags and more going towards the Apex Pro, you know, X-Forge, um, that type of club. No, that's cool to hear. I, I assumed kind of similar, but it's in, it's interesting to hear from the manufacturer to to confirm that. I'm interested in your golf experience, lifetime. Is sure. there one course you've played before or a couple courses that stand out that's like, man, this is the best course, best facility I've ever been able to play? Um, yeah, maybe, maybe a couple. Um, I think Cabot, for sure. That's, that's an easy one. I've uh, been up there a couple of times now. And... <laughs> Phenomenal property, phenomenal experience, totally unique, something that you can't get um, anywhere in Canada, anywhere else in Canada. I've been fortunate enough to go over to Ireland um, a few years back and, and play a bunch of golf courses. But playing Cabot made me feel like Ireland, Scotland, a little bit more than Toronto, <laughs> obviously. Really? Yeah. Uh, you know, being right um, right on the water and then that Lynx style. Cabot Lynx is very good. Cliffs is great as well. Um, in 2018, we actually had a Callaway Pro-Am where our staffers could, could, could come out and bring some, some guests of yours at Kananaskis uh, Country Golf Course, um, just an hour and a bit west of Calgary. And for me, going out there the first time, um, I had never been to the mountains, so I think that, that added to the experience as well. But um, Bob, Bale, Bob Paley and his team, um, they do a great job at Kananaskis. I, I played the kid course. I've been a few holes on Lorette, but the kid course really – really kind of you know uh, blew me away um just the the views of the mountains and then the holes and just the environment that was just unbelievable for me so i i tell everyone that i know whoever's going out west hey if you're playing golf make sure you make sure you play here um i think those two for me um are definitely some of my top in canada um ireland is was awesome um and it's I know a lot of golfers who haven't done Scotland, haven't done Ireland. If you ever get the opportunity uh, to go over and do it, there's there's tons of great golf. You don't have to play the big ticket um, names as well. There's a ton of good golf out there. And it's just a different environment. You know, you go down to a U.S. private club in, in Jupiter or Palm Beach or California, and you're just treated a little bit differently than you are um, at Valley Bunyan, where, you know, it's a starter and, you're, you got a caddy or there's no buggies, you're, you're, you're pulling your bag. It's just a very different experience. And I find it just a little bit more, you know, core golf, right? You're just there, play golf, have a good time. Um, not that playing in West Palm Beach uh, is bad or anything, <laughs> but definitely a different experience. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, it's cool that you mentioned Kananaskis because they're uh, we were there actually. We weren't at uh, Kananaskis Golf Course, but we were at their uh, the neighboring course at Brewster's Kananaskis Ranch. Okay. We were there, another course in the area. But Bob Paley's actually been on the show. He's been on the podcast before. On so yeah, so shout out to Bob Paley. He's a good uh, personal friend and a good golf hey, friend. Bob. That he's a consummate professional, and he's let uh, every golf course would be you know thrilled to have a part of their facility. So shout out to Kananaskis, and yeah, if you've never been to the mountains before, it's worldly. Like we being out West meeting in Calgary, I've been to the mountains a million times that it's, you forget how cool they are until you reach that, just that peak over the hill. You're like, Oh my God, now we're inside the mountains. You're driving through the mountains. So it's, it's yeah. amazing. And we're, we're going to shoot a bunch of content out there this summer for our YouTube channel. And yeah, if 
the East Coast too, I've yet to been to Cabot. Um, my wife's from PEI, so we go to PEI a bit, but it's just not even a similar experience from what I can understand from Cabot. So it's on the on the hit list for sure if they can open up the bubble. Yeah, well, uh, I think they did a pretty good job of protecting, you know, themselves and, and having that bubble. And I, I know it was great for a lot of people from Nova Scotia, PEI, New Brunswick, going to be able to go play Cabot. Usually it's just book solid. Um, but, you know, getting that access to the course uh, last year. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a whole different, you know, it's, it's about a three and a half, four hour drive from the airport, but they come pick you up and shuttle. It's just a great, great experience. And I think it's, it should be on everyone's uh, bucket list. If you're Toronto, New York, Montreal, even out West, right? Just come over and make a trip out of it. We're almost done here. I got two more questions for you. So yeah. the new nine brand, new nine is something you've probably said a million times in your life and you might, might just not have paid attention to it. It's when you have just a terrible front nine, you shoot 50, you have three or four lost balls. You just can't figure it out. So you're finishing the nine. You're just motivating yourself. Okay. New nine, new nine, new nine. Let's, let's have something on the back nine. Golf is so similar to life, right? That yeah. so many good things happen, but chances are a lot more bad happens in life. So new nine, isn't just golf. It's also that life brand that, you know, shit happens and it's kind of how we deal with it to, to make ourselves better moving forward. Um, so that's kind of what new nine is about. So I'm interested in kind of a two part question. Have you had a new nine on the golf course that you can remember? Maybe you had a, played in a tournament or a PGA qualifier or something that, you know, yeah. you made some good from bad. And the second part would be a new nine in life. Maybe there's something that's beaten you up that you've been able to kind of persevere and, and turn into a good situation. Um, yeah, I can think of one new nine on the golf course. It was more like a new 33, 32 for me. Um, to be a member of the PGA of Canada, PGA of Ontario, um, they actually host a qualifying event. Back in the day, it was once a year and down at Cambridge Golf Club. Uh, and for all you PGA of Ontario professionals uh, listening, um, you're well familiar or well aware of Cambridge Golf Club. But um, uh, I was down trying to play in, uh, started on the back nine, and you have to shoot back then. It was 155 total for two days. So not crazy. I mean, at that time, I was maybe a two or three handicap. Nothing, nothing. I was never a great, great golfer, but um, but it's pressure, right? You're there with all the other guys trying to play in, caddies, the whole nine yards, 36 in one day. It's It was tough to shoot that number. Um, and my strategy was just kind of play safe and fairies and greens make parts. And my par five, uh, tenth, start on the tenth, so my first hole, four iron, six iron wedge on, make my two putt par, away you go. Second hole, hazard left i think i had a hybrid off the tee got into some trees i've got these these really you know short stubby trees that are just annoy the heck out of you but anyway i put in the trees and i thought i could get over clipped a branch came down couldn't get up and down i ended up making a triple on my second second hole uh next hole par three hit a pin high into a bunker kind of elevated so couldn't get up and down just ran away made another bogey and i'm sitting there and i'm like okay i'm four over after three you know, what, what am I going to do? And I just went to my caddy, like, we're here all day. We've got 33 holes left. Let's just, you know, let's just have fun, play normal, boring golf. And I think I went 78, 76, you know, not a bunch of birdies, but just a boatload of pars, no big numbers. But it was at that moment when I was, yeah, three, four over after three holes. And we just kind of said, let's just have fun. Let's just play boring golf and, and make putts and, not that I made a lot, a lot of long putts, but um, I think that that is my new nine on the golf course. But like, like I it. said, well, good on you, you for uh, persevering. It's I've been in that situation before where you're, you know, you hype yourself up, and you're probably thinking about this round for the last for the two weeks leading up to it, right? Oh, yeah. 
And then, and then to make a number out of the gate, like a triple on two, it's like, oh my God, I've waited so long to get here and I'm going to triple this hole. I've probably birdied a million times. Like, uh, yeah. what were your that, new that's, also, that's also one thing about golf too. Like the next shot, like the ball doesn't know you. It doesn't care who you are. The, the hole doesn't know you. It doesn't matter what you did the hole before. I mean, for you and I, our swings are different almost every single time, right? So that triple, you know, that, that, that rough start, one, two, three holes in, has literally nothing to do with your next 15 holes. Your mindset for sure could be could be a little bit uh, troubled, but as for, you know, physical, you know, the golf ball on the hole, they don't care, right? You could have made a 10, but you're going to make a birdie the next hole, and that happens, right? We see it all the time. All those scorecards in the PGA Tour, circles and squares and no cars. It's just golf's, golf's a weird sport, and I, I love it for that. Yeah, I hear you. What about your new nine in life? Can you think of anything off the top of your head? Um, that's a tough one. My new nine in life. Um, yeah, that's, that's tough. Um, hmm. can't think of one for you, Brandon. No, that's honest. fair. It's one of those, you'll, you'll think of something yeah. tonight. You'd be like, Oh my God. Yeah. I, okay. I, I have had a new life. It, it, it's yeah. a pretty personal question, but it's just one of those things that we try to relate the brand with golf that a lot of shit happens in golf and chances more shit happens in life that it's uh, yeah. there's a lot of mental side behind it, but I appreciate you sharing your story for the, uh, for the golf course. I'm glad that you got to, glad you got your card out of all of that. So maybe we'll tie that into two, that it was a golf, a golf new nine and uh, and a personal new nine. Cause yeah. it wasn't just the, the playing exam you were playing for. It was, you know, there's like a career on the line here and, and you, you know, yeah. had, had you not have shot that well, who knows where you might be today? Yeah. I may have not even been able to join uh, the PGA. Um, it, it really was, you know, life changing, but I think also to add, it, it's all on you. Right. And, and that's another aspect of golf. It's, it's very unique in sports where it's, it's not a team sport where, um, you know, if you play hockey, you can rely on your defenseman to get the puck if you, if you messed up or you can rely on someone else to, to have your team win and therefore you 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 can walk away winning golf is one where it's all on you like if you want to get better um it's up to you to to practice to get fit to to just play better right no one's really going to be pushing you and um you know they can motivate you for sure but you're going to be the one out there turning that three over four over through two or three holes into hopefully a successful day so it, and that's life too um you know, life is all on you. I think, you know, growing up and grateful for, you know, the, the parents and, and helping out and they you know, kind of push you on the right path, but eventually you're let loose and, and you've got to, you know, figure it out. And if, if you're down in the dumps or you need that new nine, you got just got to think like, Hey, this is all on me. If I'm the one here, that's going to make the decisions and, and actually act on those, um, whether it's personal career um, or, or golf or just your, your inner circle, your relationships. It's all going to come down to you. No, no one's, no one's going to force you to do anything. It's all on you. Like it. That's great perspective. I, I appreciate hearing that. It's It's good to hear that, you know, it's, Golf isn't a team sport. So that's what makes it like so unique, right? That there's not a lot mm -hmm. of people to blame out there. And, and that's the same as life, that no one's going to do it for you. No one's going to hold your hand and make sure you succeed. No. Sure, you'll have a support system. But then at the end of the day, you got to look in the mirror and be like, you know what? I did everything I I could to, to do my best. So I appreciate you sharing that with us, Josh. Thanks, man. Yeah, no problem. Um, we're almost done here. A couple quick little fun questions. Uh, I imagine sure. meeting in Toronto, you're a Leafs fan. I am. Are they going to win the I cup am. this year or what? Uh, they're looking pretty good, but it's been a weird year. Like I, I've only been watching Leafs and Habs and, and Jets and, and Oilers. Like I, 
I think I watched a bit of the, the um, Carolina game and, and maybe a bit of the Boston game. I mean, they look good too. It's, it's tough to say. I think we've got a good chance as long as Matthews and Marner, um, Campbell, you know, once we get our goaltending figured out, I think we've got a pretty good chance um, based on the season, but who knows? It, it feels like a whole new season once we uh, move on to a new division. I'm cheering that uh, David Riddick gets the call up from the Black Ace squad and gets to sit on the bench and maybe go far <laughs> hey, in the playoffs. You never know. Uh, it would not surprise me. <laughs> um, that's pretty much all I have. I really appreciate you coming cool. on the podcast with us. Um, really quick, if our listeners are listening and they're interested in some Callaway product, what is your preferred way that they uh, get hooked up with some Callaway uh, clubs? Yeah, just find you know your local golf course wherever you golf the most, or you know your favorite spot nearby. And um, you know if they have a Callaway staffer there, great. If not, any any professional PGA of Canada or America can can help you out. And whether that's you know. Uh, teaching you more about the product or being able to demo some and then hopefully get you fit into, into what suits you best. But um, yeah. Awesome, Josh. Well, thanks so much for joining us on the new nine podcast. We'll send it to you when it's all done. And uh, we really appreciate it. Hopefully you guys are golfing in Ontario sooner than later. Fingers crossed. Things look good. Uh, it might be next week. Um, again, I've heard a lot of might be's and, and maybe's, but we'll see. Um, again, uh, we're, we're praying for it because Again, PGA of Canada, Golf Ontario, uh, everyone's done such a good job at, um, you know, making sure it's safe, safe um, and, and we're really keeping our fingers crossed that uh, they, they do change it up soon. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Josh. We appreciate it. We'll stay in touch. Thanks, Brandon. Have a good one.